Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sex Sales episode 14. Wow. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I am a comedian and I uh, talk about the various issues uh, that are affecting men and women with a male and a female perspective. It's someone who's a lot more qualified than I am, Eliza, a relationship therapist. So, uh, Eliza, how are you, how you going? I'm Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, actually. I um, enjoyed our last podcast that we filmed about red flags. Um, oh, people aren't supposed to know that we do two in a row. <laughs> Never said when we filmed it, but yeah, people are catching on. Business. People keep commenting, being like, how mysterious that they're wearing the same clothes um, two videos in a row. And I'm like, mm, that is a mystery, isn't no, it? I have a cry. <laughs> Sorry if it triggers you. <laughs> busy man. I've yes. got comedy. I've got comedy to do. This is my, uh, this is my, uh, this is a supplement. That's right. This is, she's got a full-time job as well. Yeah. So we're doing, we're doing the best we can, guys. Yeah, please stop hating on us wearing the same clothes. Yeah, I changed my hair for this one. <laughs> you did. That's right. Mixing things up a little bit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, we do uh, we do talk about topics in advance. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, we do film two in a row. But forgive us. It is what it is. It is what it is, guys. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a little bit of turn in. We're going to take a little bit of a turn in tone compared to our last one. Uh, which was very lighthearted mm-hmm. and fun. Mm. And we're going to talk about the Me Too movement, but specifically about whether or not it's gone too far and how it might actually be affecting men because it's all about mm. us really at the end of the day. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me what you uh, what are your general thoughts on, first of all, the Me Too movement, but then also any potential negative implications it may have on behavior and yeah. um, could we be policing things to an unnecessary degree? Yeah, so the Me Too movement actually started 10 years ago and it was supposed to be a movement about um, women of color that have or, or women that are in like a vulnerable position that have been um, sexually harassed, assaulted or or raped. And in... Two- so it was culturally appropriated yeah. by white people. <laughs> 2017 when it... it uh, I can't remember who said it first, but someone famous came forward and it ended up in this whole media thing. And the meaning of it had kind of changed to men in power um, sexually harassing and assaulting women. Um, and since that's happened, though, the, the woman that started the whole movement is, is on board with that and, and she's she's happy that it's kind of, you know, it's it's now across all race and, and genders. And, um, and just remind, what's her name again? I think I know her face. <laughs> I but just, I just read it and I've forgotten. It starts with T, Tiana, maybe, Tiana something. Hmm. Should I Google it quickly? Uh, well, uh, we're in an awkward position here because you don't. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, Google it really quickly. Okay, okay, here. okay, okay, okay. Um, that's really interesting, actually, because I I didn't really know it existed before as a more grassroots I know. movement that was dedicated to to women and women of. I don't like that term, women of color or person of color, but yeah, that um, was that was that, me just quoting was... her. I just watched her video before. It's okay. Tarana Burke, never heard from of her. New York. Yeah, oh. so yeah, she started that in it was 
She started it in 2006 to raise awareness of women of color who had been abused. So it found global recognition 11 years later after a viral tweet by actress Alyssa Milano. I always thought Alyssa Milano started it. Yeah. See, I was going to say Alyssa, right? But oh, so she actually just usurped control. She made it viral. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, cause, so pretty much since then, it, it became this viral thing. And then, obviously, uh, all these women are coming forward with cases of sexual harassment and, and assault. Mm. And I guess now it's been three years since that movement has um, has started. And it actually kind of came up, um, came on my radar again recently when one of our listeners messaged me asking if we could talk about it because he was saying you know there's a lot of people who are now really afraid of working with women or talking to women or having like female interns because they don't want to they're worried about if anything is misinterpreted or being falsely accused Mm. of these kind of things which would then adversely affect women in the workplace because they're not being given opportunities yeah in case uh, of a potential fallout or a misunderstanding Mm-hmm. And then some people are saying the Me Too movement works against women because it's saying, you know, we're too fragile to be able to handle this ourselves. Mm. Um, but then other people are like, no, we when we see this issue, we should call it out and come forth with it rather than hiding it and trying to protect mm. the identity or feelings of a person in power. So it's a, it's a tricky one. It's... It's intense and a lot of people are for it, which you'd think I kind of would be of the assumption that most people were for the Me Too movement. But after doing a bit of research, I really think that people are at this point split down the middle about it. Yeah. um, I suppose uh, bringing to light some of these very, some of the very clear examples of men just abusing their power could only be interpreted as a good thing, right? Like, I, I can't see how, uh, you know, when everything about Harvey Weinstein came out, how that couldn't be seen as a, yeah. as a, as a positive thing. The, the counter-argument to that was always, well, how much did the women who actually did agree to it and not speak up play a role in that but then the the counter argument to that is well did they have to do that because that was the nature of the game and then he would then ruin their career so Mm. uh it's a pretty interesting conversation to have just in regards to him yeah i feel like for him most people are on board with him you know being called out for that i think it comes It, it becomes different when it becomes it goes outside of him and it's everyone's being called out and like I was saying to you off camera that people are saying with the Me Too movement, if someone sexually harasses you or or rapes you, you're being thrown in under the same kind of umbrella term of hashtag Me Too. Yeah. And that, that can affect people. Both are bad. If you sexually harass someone and you obviously assault someone, both are terrible, but one is significantly worse. Oh, without but, a doubt. Yeah, but we're not differentiating which kind of – harassment or assault it is totally and how does that impact that that male if he said you know your body looks good in that dress that's yes that's sexual harassment but that's a very different level to you know being groped or being like if you want this promotion do this kind of thing there's a lot of levels to it um i want to come back to 
the definition of sexual harassment mm -hmm. eventually, but I think it was Matt Damon who made a point a few years ago that he made that same point where he said, like, look, there's a difference between what Harvey Weinstein did and someone who, well, he didn't even say someone who makes a comment, but someone who um, gropes a girl versus someone who uh, it penetrates yeah. a woman and, yeah. and, and that's her only option to get ahead. Mm. So... Yeah, it's it's not something I uh, know a huge amount about. I know it's definitely affected the comedy industry. Um, there's been allegations that have come out for a lot of comedians. Oh, really? I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah uh, um, not so much in Australia, but mm, in America. I mean, right. so the big a big turning point for me where I started to think, well, hang on, how this this movement could have elements of toxicity if you will was the uh aziz ansari case so uh, i don't know if you know a lot about that one but um these allegations came out that uh aziz ansari was well i don't know if they directly said he was an abuser but it, it they they made him out in a negative light so what had happened if i can paraphrase you should read the original article um he uh, met a girl at a red carpet event or something like that, and then they went on a date. And mm. he, uh, from the account of, of the girl, which was rewritten by a different girl, he was very keen to get her to, to move on from the date. And, mm. and she uh, agreed to come back to his, his place. Um, and he was just, look, I'll admit he was he was acting like a bit of an 18 year old boy, right? Like he was like, Oh, do you want to fuck? Like always like, do you want to yeah. fuck? Are we going to fuck that kind of thing basically? Ego, yeah. And she would, she said things like, Oh, he wasn't reading the nonverbal cues, uh, but she would say yes and stuff like mm. that. Like it, it was a very uh, confusing article. I mean, at one point she was uh, recounting the dinner and, and, and said, he bought me red wine. I prefer white, but I was never asked. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, at that point, that was really early on in the article. And then she I, I was immediately yeah. biased towards him. But then yeah. I did read it. He was definitely um, nothing criminal. It didn't sound like anything criminal there. Uh, it was a bit cringy. Mm. Um, but, again, to box him in with... Like all these other men who like Harvey Weinstein mm. and that it just seems so disingenuous and like I don't even like his comedy to be honest yeah. but um a big uh a big component of the me too movement seems to be the 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 um the phrase believe all women yeah that's right yeah. now it depends what that means right because y y you have to believe an allegation and 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 respect that it could be credible but then you can't you, you also have to believe a man if he says no i didn't do that yeah so that is where i it gets tricky because it used to be well it, it, it court of law is you know innocent until proven guilty but when it comes to sexual assault and harassment people are now saying well it's no longer proven until uh innocent until proven guilty it's kind of believe the accuser straight away until we can prove that he is innocent so it's almost gone the reverse well first of all why and then second mm. of all uh well is it is it sort of a um a rebound effect from women having not been believed for so many years or not not mm -hmm. necessarily having not been believed but just having to put up with certain yeah. uh remarks and and behaviors that many people would deem inappropriate 
And then I can understand why a lot of men would yep. be very skeptical and, and, and hesitant of just even interacting with women in a professional mm. environment because, well, if the standard is that no matter what happens, if she's going to be believed by default, mm-hmm. well, that's that's yeah. scary. And then, then a lot of men will also say, well, no, you only have things to worry about if you've actually done bad things. No, I'm... Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could you not be worried with that kind of standard there? Yeah. See, that's that's the whole debate where people are getting so torn on this movement because people are like, there are so many false allegations. And there are false allegations, but I was looking up the stats for Australia and these came from the um, Australian Human Rights Con- um, Commission. And so they did all these surveys um, and all this research on it after this movement came out. And they found that, well, first of all, 87% of women who are above the age of 18 have experienced or regularly experienced sexual harassment. Um, and most of that, like I think it was 63% of that is in the workplace. And of those people that experience that, nine out of 10 cases of assault and harassment go unreported, especially assault, um, which is interesting. So only 10% of these cases are being reported. And of that 10%, um, they're finding that um, it was between 2 and 10% of allegations were found to be false. Mm-hmm. Um, they were ballparking it's most likely going to be 5%. But if you think about all the allegations or all the um, actual harassment and assault that has occurred and has been unreported, that realistically the false allegations is most more likely to be 0.5%. So I don't know if I explained that yeah, well. So how'd you get to zero, how'd you go from five okay. to zero point five? So it was if there's um let's say there's a hundred cases of this uh-huh. um assault and then five percent of them were false. Yeah. But realistically, those hundred are only the ones that have been reported. Okay. But there's actually a thousand um okay. all up, but still only five of them have been false allegations. Okay. So I want to go back to a point I made earlier, which is can we define sexual harassment? Yeah. Because you said if a man says you look beautiful in that dress, that's that's harassment. Mm. If it's so, so the definition of sexual harassment is like unwanted sexual advances, whether it be like verbally or physically. It can even be sometimes it's so gray area, like it was leering um or make like staring is another one um having like sexually explicit photos on your computer screen working next to a woman can be considered a sexual harassment but for the most part it's it's touching it's groping it's asking for sex commenting about sex speaking about someone's body and it's that the intention behind it which it's all about how you kind of deliver it i think where people will feel really uneasy See, I hear something like that and my immediate reaction is like this is so subjective and, mm. and poorly defined. I mean, yeah. if it's just any reference to sex that makes the girl feel uncomfortable, yeah. well, how do you know what she's going to feel uncomfortable about? And then mm-hmm. go back to what you said earlier, which is then some people say it, 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 the indication is that women are very fragile and, and mm. can't really handle things that make them slightly uncomfortable and then I you know if it's like a joke or something that they might not like when I hear allegations of really of ov- well physical 
touching and 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 rape and mm. and casting couch situations where you have to fuck me to mm. to get this job i'm absolutely in, yeah. on board with it but and i'm not speaking for all men here mm. but i hear something like that and i think well what that's just so poorly different. what does that even yeah. even mean right like yeah. i don't and then um now this does come from some of the more controversial uh right-wing commentators on youtube and they supposedly debunk the now i don't i don't I don't know. I'm not going to come out here and say like they're correct, yeah. or I'm going to say these other statistics are correct. But the um, uh, rape rate of one in four college age women mm. are, are raped. They say, well, that was when the the definition of rape was broadened to such a degree where mm. something like leering was mm. considered mm. rape. Yeah, and so it was. Well, if you define rape that way, then one in four have have potentially been raped. But then something like leering. I mean, that's. Yeah. I don't want to make it about men, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's something everyone experiences, right? Yeah, exactly. It's hard to kind of define, but the thing is, is that if you go up to your HR and you say this man's leering. They're not going to do anything. And in fact, even the cases where there's been like physical, only 53% of like reports to HR were action. So most of the time or half the time, it's not even really action, even if it's overt, like... um, and obvious. But it it is hard with that management and that um, those kind of definitions are very, very gray area. But I feel like people, women aren't looking up, okay, this this definition like he yep he had a photo of someone in a bikini that i'm sexually harassed like i think that women nine out of ten women aren't going to report it so when they do i think it's most likely going to be true and that's stats um and you know if there are false allegations but it's it's not as common as people think yeah it's much less likely to be um true and even if it's in the case of rape of all the cases that do get reported, even they're true out of every, like I think it's out of every 20, only two will get convicted. Yeah. So even then it's unlikely that a false allegation is going to go through and then have it be convicted for that. But it does happen and it's terrible. Um, and, and those people should be dealt with. But yeah, it's, it, it is hard. And I know that like I myself has have experienced a lot of, sexual harassment and not not so much or a little bit of like touching and physical stuff as well but it has been in actually almost every job that I've had it's and it's been very very bad and I've never reported it um and now I think if it happened to me at this age and time I would I would call it out on the spot but like being younger yeah. and things like that when it was very very that intense power dynamic it was very like shit when it was happening okay very intense Mm. but you just i understand why they're like why don't women come forward like i get why they don't yeah okay so there's a few things i wanted to uh discuss there Mm. um my hesitancy to fully accept the modern conception Mm. of the movement isn't necessarily based on uh not uh uh, believing the credibility of women when Mm. they make these allegations i just think like I said previously, if this definition is so broad to the extent where I felt uncomfortable, yeah. well, who's to say that the man's then in the wrong? Exactly. I mean, people can feel uncomfortable with all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, with that other statistic where you said 
one in two instances of uh, physical inappropriate touching are actually con- convicted or dealt with by HR. Mm. Does that mean that the other 50% weren't looked into or does it just mean they were completely just unactioned? Yeah, I'm not sure. It just wasn't, action wasn't taken. But surely like at least some sort of, maybe I'm being naive here, but they would have, they would have at least looked into it a little bit mm. and said, okay, maybe that was an accident or maybe, yeah. maybe maybe it's a forgivable offence or something or they've learned from it, Yeah. right? So Mm. um, some of those statistics are pretty intense, but Mm. I just just want to learn a bit more about, Mm. you know, I'd want to verify them and just look into it a little bit more. Um, And then the final thing I was going to say, you said something there, but I've... uh, the power dynamic thing. Mm. This is something that that confuses me yeah. because is it an instance of feeling as though your job is under threat if you uh, refuse to report something or if you speak up about it, or is it somehow that men in positions of power have some kind of uh, enigma about them where yeah. it's almost as though you can't do anything you don't about want to it. call them out because they're like a ceo or something right no for me personally i can't speak for all women for this but for me the first time i experienced that i was only 18 and i was bartending and uh my boss who was in his 40s he was married with kids he used to request that i wear low-cut tops and red lipstick and even though a lot of people think that's creepy it didn't bother me that much to to be asked that i was like okay whatever I'll do it and it it became intense when he would every single time he passed me behind the bar he would grab my hips and rub his crotch against my back and then walk and then the first time I was happened it happened I was like oh okay maybe this wasn't space but then it was every single time where it's happening multiple times a night and because I was a bit more shy back then and it was a bit like it was my first job. It was my first time bartending. I was so shocked at it that I was like, I ended up just um, messaging him being like, my, my grandma's dying. I have to quit and just never went back. But the second, yeah. the next job I had, um, I was working in a shopping center as concierge. And my, my job is to sit behind a desk and customers come up and complain or buy like gift cards from me, right? Mm-hmm. And during this job, the security guards from the shopping center would always come talk to me and flirt with me and like hang out and it never bothered me. They were all sleazy, but I didn't care that much. Like I, I wasn't like, oh my God, he said I'm beautiful. I'm reporting this. And, but what ended up happening was I was in the middle of a shopping center. There's all these shops on either side of me. And then I heard rumors that the people that were working in the shops nearby would were making bets about how many times a day security guards would come and like and flirt with me or be sleazy to me but no one would they'd be really good friends with all the security guards but when I walked past them and I was like hi good morning they would all like roll their eyes at me and things like that like I was being judged for sitting there and being like kind of subjected to these conversations but anyway so one time I went into like the storage room this big room where you have to like go through all these like security clearances in the middle of nowhere it's like it's inside there's no security cameras there's no lights and it's this massive storage room and one of the security guards that makes me had made me really um 
uncomfortable followed me in there and closed the door behind him and was standing so like close to me when I was trying to pick up these boxes like feel his like chest on my back and I kept like taking step forward I was getting a bit like nervous Mm. and then he started asking me um questions like oh Halloween's coming up what are you wearing and um and then he pulls out a $20 note and he's like take this and um send me a picture of your Halloween outfit kind of thing and so I went back to my desk and I didn't do anything with that I ended up telling my friend who was um a good friend of mine for years who was also on the security team. And I was like, oh, that guy said this. He's so gross, like creepy. I kind of was laughing about it, being like, I didn't Mm. like that. But that the person I told ended up going and telling our boss. And the security guard had had said that to me was let go. But then after that, everyone was mad at me about it. But I had never even reported him. And it's when that kind of happens where sometimes the victims get shamed um for that or coming forward or they're thinking you know what this girl's extroverted or she might be flirty or like she smiles and giggles at everything like he was just responding to that and then they get the hate for it so I think that that's what I meant by like these kind of positions of power is that you you end up getting almost shamed for being subjected to it where it gets it's a tricky situation and those two cases um that all those two like workplace situations were not even half as bad, not even like 10% as bad as what happened to me in other jobs with bosses where it got really like sticky where I was like, okay, I either have to lose my job and move or deal with this kind of intensity. So it's, it's very common. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose I've never really been in a workplace because I could just work from home. So yeah. I've been in comedy gigs and things like that. Um, you probably will experience mm. it in a in a different setting. Like you have girls like s- sliding into your DMs and like being gross and calling out to you and like fangirling you and stuff like that, which in a way it, that's also would be defined as sexual harassment. And that's where things get like so like weird because your situation and my situation are both sexual harassment, but they're very different. Like we have different responses to that and – other people would have different responses. It's where it gets tricky. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I love sh- girls after shows and, yeah. and take a photo and they'll uh, grab my ass and <laughs> grab my dick oh and my all God. sorts of things. And... That's shocking. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. You know, like, I'm where's like, your manager? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this sounds bad, but I'm like, if they're hot, I'm like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, no, well, there's no manager there. It's yeah, just, exactly. It's just me, right? Um, so, okay. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one because in, in those situations, it, it sounded like you weren't being treated as a professional mm. uh, person, which you were in that, in, mm. that, in that job, right? But then it also begs the question if someone, if a work colleague is romantically interested in someone, mm-hmm. do they have to hide that or do they have to, uh, or it, it, and, and if they do express that, but it's, it's, it comes across as a bit creepy or mm. as a bit uncomfortable, what happens then? Um, That's right. Yeah. What do you think if there was maybe like a HR or whoever the people dealing with these allegations Based on how 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 serious the 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 case is, they they say, all right, this was 
just total like a grope or like a yeah. really obvious thing, yeah. okay, you're out. Mm. But if they're those more um, subjective ones where they think, oh, I was just being flirtatious or yeah. I was just uh, telling her that her dress, you, you know, yeah. when you told me at the start, like, oh, your, your dress looks good, I was like, well, yeah, well, isn't like that, that crazy? That yeah. doesn't seem, that seems yeah. harmless to me. Especially because it's like 43% of like relationships are developed from like workplace romances. Well, they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, so there's then how that, can so. you even start it these days? That's what people are wondering. Like, how how do you go about that? Maybe they need to take a little bit more of um, what's the word? A little bit uh, of a uh, different approach when mm-hmm. it's some of those lighter instances, yeah. and and give men a, or women even a chance to uh, modify their behavior. Mm. Mm. I guess if they are a boss in a small business what can you do there's not really a uh there's there's no if it's a criminal matter then yeah. you, can, you can go to the police i suppose yeah. so exactly that's the thing some people just like well i don't have a choice it's it's this or my job it's or leave and that's what do you, it what do you think of so when i was listening to that situation where you're at the bar and if you know if he's yeah. rubbing his crotch against you like yeah. it's just fucked up but yeah in uh, hospitality jobs, so say you know I, that play Hooters or whatever, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. part of the appeal is that okay, the girls are very attractive here, and they're going to flirt, they're gonna with, flirt you. with you, yeah. and they're going to wear probably going to wear like slightly skimpy clothing, yeah. right? So is there uh, are we still are they still allowed to to do things like that, or even if it's a topless waitress yeah. thing, or if it's even at male strip clubs and, mm-hmm. and places like that? Um, as you know, there's all this research about how biased we are to good-looking people. Yeah. Is a boss... Hell, I... You know, in videos and things, everyone puts on makeup, makes yeah. themselves look good, and I'd be lying if I said I'd, I wouldn't have, um, you know, sometimes uh, looked at... The, what That's what you need to do when you're casting actors, right? Mm, you, you look at yeah. their look, and I wouldn't just do that for girls. I'd be like, oh, that guy's... Yeah very handsome, he'll do well in this video. That girl's really pretty, Mm -hmm. she'll go well in this video. Um, I'd imagine similarly in, and it's uncomfortable, it's very unfortunate, uh, in in bar situations, um, what is the standard of uh, appropriate behaviour for a manager to say when they're hiring for uh, staff, be it female or male, Mm. and then when they do have the staff, if they say things like, hey, make sure you look pretty when you yeah. when you come to work, yeah. things like that. Where's, what's, what do you think is the best course of action in a situation yeah. like that? Hospitality is very hard because it's it's known for being a little bit like incestuous, like all the staff members sleep together and like... That's every industry. Yeah, <laughs> Trust true. comedy is definitely like that. Really? Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. I <laughs> didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it is it is hard like that because... It, it does have that kind of nature and, you know, you, a lot of the time you're laughing, you're talking, you're chatting, you're bonding and and I don't know, I think that being – it is interesting because I know that if, you know, if it was a female manager being like, girls, like, look hot, get your boobs out kind of thing, we'd probably be like, hell yeah. And then if it was yeah. a guy, we might be like, mm, don't like that kind of thing. But I think – it's 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 very contextual and it's 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 a tricky one because it's also kind of like when sex workers 
accuse people of rape and then all of a sudden it becomes invalid because they're a sex worker and and stuff like that. I think it's a, a bit similar to that in like Hooters or or bartending where it's, you know, you probably have a higher threshold for these things that is accepted and that's just like the culture of the job. Mm. Um, you know, topless raiding, having someone say nice tits, it's it's going to happen. Hopefully, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd actually be offended if it didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> but if someone grabs your boobs, then maybe it's like you'd be like, stop that kind of thing. I'm, yeah. I don't want that. Um, it's a different line to draw. But when it's in a professional environment, the rules are a lot more, a lot more strict and intense. And you know, like you said before, it is hard when it's like, what do you do if you're romantically interested in someone? Is there a way to go about it that can potentially not get you fired? And I have a um a friend and he works in uh, like, um, I don't know, marketing, I think. And um, he, he works with a lot of other like girls our age and Mm -hmm. because of COVID they've been working from home. So he had like a guy and a couple of girls over to do like a work from home day where they all work together and somehow management found out they all got in trouble and they were like, you're not allowed to socialize outside of work or during work hours. Mm. Well, I'd imagine for Mm. managers and bosses, they would really want to, um, uh, avoid any negative publicity mm-hmm. so they maybe would put really strict uh boundaries on yeah. what staff can do and it surprised me i couldn't believe can, it yeah yeah date each other even and yeah i mean i always try to avoid uh dating or uh a workplace sleeping really. with people in, yeah. in that i'm working with or uh in in the same industry I hasn't always happened, but mm-hmm. uh, it's and it, and it, and there's a reason I avoid it. Let's just say that. Yeah, it, don't it's just shit awkward. where you eat. Yeah. yeah, and it feels like high school again, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about and yeah. stuff, and, and it's just I don't like it. But what about situations where I know I'm, I'm I guess I'm relating it to me and things like yeah. that here, but but uh, Chris D'Elia, it's come out. All these allegations have come out. So he's thirty. Eight, he might even be 40 yeah and he would uh message uh girls who came to his show and some of them were quite young mm. uh 18 now there are some allegations that he messaged some girls that were sort of 16 17 mm. but then there are also his responses which which show that he was messaging them and then as soon as he found out they were 16, 17, he was like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. We, we won't go there. Now, he's now been widely regarded as a creep and is – I don't think there's any criminal case yeah. involved, but it's all – he's lost his Netflix deals mm. and all wow. of that sort of stuff. Um, I, I don't know the details, mm. all the details of the cases here, but – then there was also some stuff on Twitter I was seeing about how when Jerry Seinfeld was, I think, in his late 30s and he dated an 18-year-old and oh. people were bringing that back up, yeah. which was 20, 20 years ago. Um, mm. And it kind of comes back to what I uh, said a few podcasts ago, which is I personally don't think I would date an 18-year-old because I don't know what I'd talk about with them. <laughs> but if a girl came... To my show, for example, mm. and I was single and, and I was in town adult. for the yeah, and she's yeah. a consenting adult. Yeah. Why is that like what's what have what have they done wrong there? Yeah. I know I understand the whole eyebrow raising, like mm. she's so young or whatever, but 
look, 18-year-old girls can be very attractive. Yeah, yeah, and of course, yeah. Any man who says, oh, no, they're just lying. All right. So um, whereas to, I'd imagine to older women, an 18-year-old boy generally Gross. probably wouldn't be that attractive. Yeah. Now that's very, it's, I'd, that's not culture. Yeah. Right. That's that is our biology. It it is a bit mm. unfortunate because it creates these different age dynamics and mm. things. And it really wasn't that long ago where uh it was seen as pretty normal that the man marrying the girl would just be a lot older, yeah. right? Yeah. So I hear things like the Chris Dillier case now. I don't again I don't know the exact details. I saw some of his messages and I was like, Oh dude, like <laughs> have <Right>. some game. Um <laughs> And if the girl was under 18, and, you know, you can probably usually tell with photos and things mm. like that. So, like, even I was once messaging a girl and then I – and, look, I granted, I should ask this, like, really immediately. But then I was like, oh, by the way, how old are you? And then she was like, I'm 16. I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, this was inappropriate. Um, yeah. We'll chat another Stay time. Stay in school. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, th- these things can happen, right? Like, yeah. I'm not – I wouldn't uh, – God, like I'd hate to think someone would think I'm a I'm a predator or something yeah. like that. I'm not grooming anyone. I'm not doing yeah. anything like that. Um, I just she from her photos I couldn't tell. And look, okay, I'll admit I probably should have messaged right at the start. But um, what is the I don't what's frustrating to me? And I think it sounds like a lot of men is that again I come back to that a lot of this is so poorly defined and mm-hmm. I hear cases like yours and 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 probably most of these cases and I think yeah I'm totally on on yeah. your side there and that guy should at least whether or not they they should lose their job there should be at least addressed, uh, ad- addressed yeah. and um it just makes for a much more beneficial workplace environment mm-hmm. that will probably benefit the business anyway and it shouldn't mm-hmm. be about that it should be about uh just a, a well a safe environment uh, for everyone, but it's so poorly defined sometimes and so subjective and you just don't know who's going to feel uncomfortable and who might not feel uncomfortable. And, you know, I might have a, a joke that has a little bit of a sexual undertone, mm-hmm. but I think it's really funny yeah. and I want to say it in a workplace, but you just don't know now. And, That's it, yeah. And um, it does feel like sometimes have we gone a bit too far and created this culture where everyone's treading on eggshells and we cancel them for something like messaging yes adults even though it's it is whatever creepy and gross that's yeah fair enough it is a little bit to me a little bit gross but at the same point i don't really see anything wrong i don't think he should be cancelled or like you know shamed that much it's mm. okay to just be like Ugh. And again, I don't know the exact. De- yeah. I don't know all the details there. Yeah, I really don't. Neither, by the way. <laughs> um, so you know, maybe if he was, if he knew the girl was mm-hmm. underage and then was messaging her, that's, that's different. Different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like humans are sexual beings and have urges, but at the same mm-hmm. time, that doesn't excuse. I'm not. See, th- this is the other tough thing. Sometimes it's hard to have nuanced conversations about this without then feeling like, oh, you're going to get shamed or someone's going to yeah. come at you and call yeah. you a monster. So mm. um, I, I I don't know because I, I guess I haven't really experienced any, uh, well, no workplace where I've felt really uh, threatened or uncomfortable. Mm. Um, definitely had women uh, and gay men 
yeah. older gay men. If, if anything, yeah. more older gay men yeah. make some pretty uh, overt sexual <laughs> remarks and to the point where I was like, ugh, a bit like, yeah, dude, like, fuck off. But yeah. then it does beg the question, how much is it about us maybe – being a bit more resilient and sort of brushing it off and thinking, yeah, it's just it's yeah, a bit it's harmless. like if someone slides in, messages you on on Tinder saying "what a fuck," and we're like, that's sexual harassment, kind of thing. That's yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and you know, if if someone comes up to you in your workplace and they try to like explore, like you know, maybe would you be interested in getting a coffee outside? It could so easily go one of two ways where someone's mm. like, I feel pressured. He's my superior. If I say no, will I lose opportunity kind and of I thing? Do, I do understand Yeah, where, but he's just like, you know, I think this is a really nice person. I spent a lot of time with her. I, I like her. I, I'd like to see if there's like, you know, potential there kind yeah. of thing. It gets really, really tr- tricky in that kind of like ha- how we navigate that. And like I don't want to say just never, ever – explore that with anyone you work with although i do always say don't shit where you eat just because it's like if you're sleeping with someone casually it always ends up in drama yeah, just, at the i workplace. would also recommend that it's yeah. just not worth it yeah uh, i mean if you really really like this person it's different yeah want to want to pursue a long-term partnership with them then i'd say go for it but uh even then it's just oh, then if you do get rejected it's just so it's yeah. just, like i said it just feels like high school again and that's why i don't yeah. like doing it yeah um exactly but i think that You know, I know that it's really subjective, this part, but a lot of it comes down to how you deliver it. So, you know, there's there's guys at my work that, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about sex and things because people know that I'm interested in that and we'll talk about that. And I don't think that's that's weird. But then in the past, I've had a boss being like – does your boyfriend sexually satisfy you? And I knew he had a thing for me and that to me was like gross kind of thing and constantly asking me those questions like what are your thoughts on females like getting off and like stuff like that but then a whole other lot of other things that I was like this isn't just casual chit chat and then it comes to a thing where you answer that and you you're like okay well you know I can answer that um but then it, you get the, you give the green light and then it progresses another step and that's kind of yeah, like okay, this workplace okay. grooming technique that yeah. they say that people in power will use they'll do like a cut like a, a very like casual you know hand on the shoulder while you're typing at the desk and asking you a question and then you respond answer back say yeah cool that's a, a green light and then it might progress that then um yeah and then push for it until it's a bit too far or a lot too far unfortunately um but you know false allegations are are very intense and that we do can we can cancel people's careers and marriages break down over something that might not have ever happened because someone was Mm. bitter or angry but the chances of that happening are a lot less likely it's more likely that that did actually occur of course but I, yeah, and and um, I would still just w- want to learn a little bit more about some of those statistics. But mm. if those statistics do sound mm. pretty, it looks pretty adamant there. Mm. If it is the case nowadays that a lot of men and and corporations and even small businesses are very restrictive and are actually avoiding talking to women yeah. and mentoring them, what is the antidote to that? Do you think there's a middle ground we can find where? Uh, HR or, or the people who are in charge of discerning uh, how inappropriate the, beha- the the behavior was and whether the complaint is valid. Do you think they need some some sort of more training, or do you think there needs to be some kind of 
objective guidelines because see men we're not good with the um mm. with the uh subtext right it's yeah. it's easier if it's here's a list of things that are okay and here's a list of yeah. things that are not okay and i'd be like okay easy but um is that possible and mm. what do you think the next few years looks like it's you know what it's so that's so true like it's it's very hard when i think about you know as a as a female I know that I am, you know, I'm a touchy-feely person and there'll be times where I'll, I'll walk up to the IT person and be like, hey, like tap them on the shoulder, like hand on the shoulder, like, hey, can you just like help me with this kind of or, or yeah. something like that? Or like even once I had once a note on my desk recently that was literally like, Eliza, I love your tits. And I was like, who wrote this? And it was a girlfriend that I work with and I was like, haha, funny. But if it was a different, like gender was reversed It'd be maybe a different story. And that's where it gets hard. Like women, it's much more accepted for women to, you know, touch people. And, yeah, so um, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Because, well, we're assuming that the intention then if the man was to write a note, and I would, my yeah. reaction would be very different there. But yeah. isn't it the same kind of thing? Isn't it mm. a behavior that we're saying is inappropriate for one gender to perform but then for another gender oh that's fine you go girl like yeah well i guess then it comes down to like the definition of sexual harassment is unwanted it's unwanted yeah. advancement so that's when it's like yeah i guess it's not reciprocated it's not accepted and you know i'd love to say you know us women need to be more clear and and say this makes me uncomfortable please don't touch me like i have a friend um that i work with and she wears like a hijab and my our old boss was very very friendly he'd come and give us hugs and no one thought it was weird he's lovely yeah and she would say to him like hey just like i can't hug men like it's just against my culture and then he was like cool and I thought you know that's good that she can just verbalize that and let him know straight out but I also understand the other side and I've been on the other side many times where you just don't you don't want to verbalize it because you you're like once I verbalize this and call this out for it him out for it my career and my job changes um, totally. And I understand yeah. that I, I'm not really saying, oh, it's on women to yeah, make it clear no. and, and speak up because I understand their argument, which is, well, why are you putting it on? If it, if there is bad behavior occurring, why are you making us have to deal with it? It should mm. be the pe people who are uh, participating in the bad behavior should have to uh, take control of that. A checklist uh, would be a good. I think there uh, needs well, to be a literal checklist. Yeah, but but then <laughs> even with a checklist like that, it would probably differ from woman to woman. Mm. Some women would, I, I can only assume, uh, find certain jokes hilarious. Yeah. And some would be really uncomfortable by them. Yeah. And some women would like it if you complimented their, their dress. Yeah. And, some, and then it also depends which man <laughs> compliments the dress, yeah. right? So... Um, the checklist would probably help and these sort of like guidelines I think would really help. But it, it, this is, you know, mm. humans are messy, especially in the realm of uh, sexuality and approaching the opposite sex yeah. and things like that. And it's just, mm. to me, um, it's it's just, it's a really tough issue. I guess I don't really have an example. I can understand how pissed off a lot of women would feel mm. thinking, uh, knowing that a lot of this behavior is so normalized and mm -hmm. common. But then I'd also totally understand how hesitant and in many ways scared a lot of men are because they just don't know what is appropriate anymore and, mm -hmm. and, and how to 
act with someone of the opposite sex in in the workplace especially if they actually are interested in yeah. them and, and attracted to them and yeah i i guess the best thing uh that i can think of right now that i sort of mentioned earlier was if there was just a lot of uh, I'm just losing the word there's a clear word for this but there's just a little bit of a more pragmatism involved in mm. how they judge these cases and yeah. it's not just all right this is the climate now so you're just gone no matter what and yeah. there's no due process and then there's also a huge political element to the me too movement especially with someone like a I think it was Alyssa or one of them who was a main um voice for it when the accusations against Joe Biden came about they hid away from it and they said Oh, we've got to make sure men have due process and mm. we've got to make sure the accusation is credible. And now I, I'm i not a Republican or a conservative, mm. uh, but I can understand their frustrations there mm. when, say, Brett Kavanaugh, his accusations, it was like, no, nah, she's correct 100%. He's mm -hmm. a creep. He's an arsehole. All the Donald Trump accusations are correct. Oh, but with no, he's on our side. No, we've got to make sure there's due mm. process there. So mm -hmm. you can't do that. You've got to be consistent. So there's just a lot of confusion and broadly speaking, I can only imagine this movement's done much more good than it has. Yeah, absolutely. Harm. It's definitely in support of the movement, but uh, of course, but and it's good to be in, have a more accepting culture of um, encouraging women to come forward and and report these things if it's totally. ongoing and it, it's you know severe or, or it making you significantly uncomfortable. Um, it's good to report it, but it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, there needs to be. It's too broad. Um, it, that's exactly. It's yeah. too broad and too subjective. Yeah. And even talking about it on a more uh, greater cultural scale, right? That seems to be the standard now. If someone feels uncomfortable, if someone feels like their culture is being attacked, that means whoever said yeah, whatever made them feel uncomfortable is in the wrong. Exactly. And I disagree with that 100% because mm. there are so many things that people can say that make you feel uncomfortable yeah. and, and can challenge you and confront you. And that doesn't mean they're a bad person or they've said something wrong or even done something mm. wrong. It could I'm not discounting it either, and in many cases it probably does, but you need to indulge in the in the possibility that well, maybe I am actually fragile or maybe I yep. have a sort of narcissistic attachment to always feeling comfortable mm -hmm. because it is a bit ridiculous to think that you can go through your whole life never feeling uncomfortable, yep. but... Now that's I'm talking a lot more broadly there. Exactly. I'm not I'm not sort yeah. of suggesting that women who are experiencing harassment need no, to just put up sure. with it. I have a good example of that. It's not sexual harassment, but I, I saw um on on Reddit there's a subreddit called Am I the Asshole? My favorite one. And people will say a scenario and then they'll be like, Okay, this happened. Uh, am I the asshole? And people will judge, yes, you're the asshole. No, you're the ass, not the asshole, no assholes here, or everyone sucks. Yeah. So, this person, um, this woman commented on it the other day, and she said, I got someone in my workplace fired because she's an Indian woman and she had her, as a baby, she got her um, ears pierced at like, I don't know, two or three months old because that's like just the cultural norm. And she had a debate with one of her colleagues, a, a white male, and he was saying, no one should pierce a baby's ears. Like they can't consent to that. It's painful. It's really bad. And she was saying, this is a cultural practice. And he's like, I would never, ever, ever 
pierce a baby's ears. Like, that's just not right. Anyway, so that got reported to HR and he got fired. She's 100% the asshole. And that's what people were saying. Like, it's not his opinion is not a cultural opinion. He just doesn't think babies should have their ears pierced. He's not saying Indian culture is, is wrong. So that was kind of like one of those examples where it was this, this sensitivity that was, you know, reported to HR and they took action on it, but maybe not in the correct way. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd, I'd say I'm definitely on the yeah. right side of the cultures in that regard because people are so careful about not offending other people's cultures, right? Yeah. That, which is ridiculous because culture, first of all, is very different to race. Mm. Can't control your race. Mm-hmm. Culture is a set of values and norms that you ascribe to. Mm-hmm. Now, you may think you haven't chosen to ascribe to that, but they're not in. They're not immutable. Yeah, you weren't born with the, uh, this culture, and there are objectively bad cultures out there. Okay, let's even take the word objectively out there. We should have be allowed to criticize cultures. Mm. Now, I understand maybe in a workplace or whatever, mm. it's not the place, that's not the environment. Mm. But, you know, if, if what if someone came into a workplace and said, yeah, I'm going to marry off my uh, daughter because in our culture, that's what we do. We marry girls off at 12. Yeah. And then I say, no, that's really backward. Yeah. Oh, but I'm, that's my culture. You've upset me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you fired. Like, it's just that. I come back to just because someone has made you feel uncomfortable or uh, has criticized your culture does not mean they're in the wrong at all. Yeah. And then I'd also even go so far as to say I, weirdly enough, can sometimes empathize with the white Christian man who as soon as they say anything about their culture, they're criticized and chastised immediately, even though I don't really, I'm Mm -hmm. not a Christian at all, but Mm -hmm. I, but if you say anything about Islam, oh, like, God forbid you ever say that. Yeah. And and I understand because historically yeah. those sorts of cultures have in Western countries have mm. sub- been subjected to more discrimination on average mm. and all of that. But we've gone a bit off topic here and I guess it, <laughs> anything in this realm, I always go on these really passionate <laughs> diatribes on. But um, Yeah, you're right though, 100%. And And... That's the part of, I guess, the modern phenomena of what people call cancel culture and mm. this uh, newfound sensitivity and social taboos that we have that I would passionately disagree with. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, though, how much of, like, you know, these the sexual harassment is actually subjective because, you know, yeah, saying the dress comment, your dress looks good on you or the hand on your shoulder, like, maybe that's not really... I'm interested to see how much those kind of things are reported mm. and if they're reported or if it's actually just the extreme cases that people are like, okay, this is too much. I'm way too uncomfortable with this. So, yeah, yeah it, it would be interesting to know more about what what is being reported. But um, it's a, sure. it is a, it yeah, is a challenging sure. situation and it's definitely something that's extremely prevalent um in workplaces and i'm sure it goes you know if there's women in power women ceos there's always like you know a cliche about her being you know that could be sexually harassing the younger male intern who's a hot 22 year old or something like that so it does it absolutely happens 
both ways and across both genders. And I was really surprised actually to read the stat that it was it was like 87% of women have, you know, experienced sexual harassment and like 53% of men have. So that's still very high. Well, if if you say harassment is things unwanted yeah. sexual advances, then well, then pretty much everyone. I, I would, yeah. yeah, like yeah. that's that's just too broad a definition. Yeah, I think. exactly. I think there needs to be very specific terms for different acts. Yeah, and workplace I think is is completely different because if it happens to me on the street. It's gross, whatever, don't care, walk away, go on with my life. But, you know, when it's your career and things like that, that's when it becomes a lot more serious um, and harder to deal with and there's a lot more risk in dealing with it, for sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, You don't want to, like, discourage people (laughs) from, like, coming forward, but, yeah. Ah, True, right? I wonder what the next couple of years will look like. Yeah, well, especially as saying before that um it was american but it was like one one third of managers that were put in a survey that were male were saying they no longer feel comfortable mentoring female interns um and they didn't want to take them because they were so concerned about having a sexual assault or a harassment allegation made against them which is a crazy stat like one in three that's massive that's very big well, you can't, and 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 I don't think it's fair to then blame them for something like that. No, that no. just seems like a pretty logical response to mm. me because the risk is a lot higher there. Yeah. So, don't know. I don't know what if there was a man listening to this podcast. First, we'll go with it. If there was a man listening to this podcast that they're saying, I don't know how to act. What's the What's the appropriate behavior for me? And and, and he's in a normal mm. office environment. Mm. What would you say? And then if conversely, if there's a woman in um, in an office environment as well, it doesn't have to be office environment, any sort of professional environment. How do they know if, if, if they are feeling a bit uncomfortable about something a man is saying? And mm. it is maybe one of those more subjective ones where she's thinking, oh, I didn't really feel that felt a bit creepy. Mm. But it also just was a remark. Yeah. I don't know what to do. What should they do? Well, if it's for the second one, if it's if someone's just making you like a little bit uneasy and it's a little bit like creepy, like maybe like an eye up and down kind of thing or like little innuendos that make you uncomfortable, r- just write it down to begin with, like time, date, what was said and done. And I think like it's really important to see i'm not saying that if it happens once let it go but what's going to be more important is is it ongoing and how severe it is and if it's kind of like a you saw someone look you up and down or you saw a guy look at a girl's ass as she bent over like you know yeah gross but she probably shouldn't be fired for that like it's just chances are i've also looked at that ass where she bent over kind of thing it's the if it's ongoing overt and um you can specifically say what was done rather than saying oh i just had this feeling that you know when i was in the lift that i didn't like being in the lift with him kind of thing it was did he say something to you did he touch you did he you know stand on top of you, like blocking your exit kind of thing? Like did those things happen? If so, monitor, report it, um, seek advice for that as well. And you can also like there's a lot of like outside of your workplace, you can like join groups that can give you advice on whether or not this is like sexual harassment and worthy of being reported or not. 
good idea. Yeah. I would go back to also maybe before you complain to the authorities that deal with those situations, mm. talk to another colleague first, yeah. or especially if it was a colleague of the opposite gender, I think, that you trust. Mm. That would probably be a good course of action because then they might have a bit more of an objective idea of uh, yeah. who's in the wrong like post on reddit am i in the wrong yeah <laughs> exactly post it on reddit yeah no i i had an experience like that where you know i was um i was in a workplace and and my boss was very clearly interested in me and it and it wasn't um it wasn't subtle it was he would come out and say it um okay very overtly and i didn't want to report it because i wanted to keep my job and there wasn't an HR, it was a small, like small organization. And yeah, it made me uncomfortable. It was gross. He was sleazy all the time, always commenting on these things, trying to like get me to hang out, um, messaging me late at night, things like that, even though he had children and was married. Um, (laughs) Classic. (laughs) That's happened to me four times. Love it. Um, The married men with children. Don't know what it Tracking is. All the bosses. Love me. Um, and I would pull him up on it, being like, that would never happen. Wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole, but he loved it. Like he would, I think he was getting off on me, being like, yeah, trying to okay. kind of put him in his place. And like on my birthday, he gave me a really gross, sleazy gift. And what was it? Well, he gave me. The first part of it was a massage voucher, which I was like, I understand that because I complain about a sore back a lot. So I was like, cool, thanks. But the second part of it was like, he was like, do you want the naughty or nice present? So framing that instantly was a bit, "Mm." and then the second part of the present, it was like a, like, like a lace, like eye mask, kind of like face mask thing. Um, And I was so taken aback by it that I kind of- I just gave it back to him and I was like, I don't want this and I don't know want what this means. Um, and then anyway, so I was letting it kind of fly under the radar a little bit. And then we had a female student come on who was younger than me. She was uh, 20 and she had experienced a lot of mental health issues and she still was. And she was very vulnerable. And then I noticed that my boss was very close with her and having these personal chats with her. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing some familiarities. And then it was like, you know, she was out drinking on a weekend. And then she told me that he was messaging her on Saturday night being like, why don't I come pick you up and like drive you home and things like that. And then it got a little bit more extreme. So as soon as I found out that he was doing that as well to another young female and who was in a position where she was really, really affected by it. Mm. I went and called him out on it myself because I knew I couldn't go above him. I, I like I literally couldn't go to anyone else. And I was like, it's, it's disgusting that you're doing it to this girl. If I see it again, like it's not going to end well. So just like stop it all here. Yeah. And he did. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just gross. Um, and it was kind of like the, when, that whole point was like when you know that it's it is good to ask other people sometimes and be like have you ever experienced this or like what are your thoughts on this because she wouldn't have known it was weird unless she had told me and I said actually like I've I've had that with him as well and he's been doing that kind of like for a year towards me and then she was like holy shit like I didn't realize he was like that I thought he might have just been like really nice and like offering me lifts to like stay crash at his place and stuff but no (laughs) naive yeah (laughs) exactly yeah 
yeah i yeah like situations like that again it just seems pretty clear that that that's kind of crossing the line Mm. but you know if you're interested in someone in the workplace romantically and it's like it's like innocent like you have a crush and Mm. it's like sincere and not like a sleazy like let's fuck kind of thing i think the best way to go about it is to be like um like oh like neil i really like that um you know, you, you have this comedy thing that you do on the side. Like, I really want to know more about that. Like, let me know if you'd like to get, like, you know, um, a drink sometime or a coffee on the weekend. Um, just email me or, like, text me if it suits you and just leave it as, like, an open-ended thing so that it's not like a, do you want to go on Thursday night to this where they have to say no on the spot? Just being like, if you ever want to, just let me know. And then the kind of, like, ball is in their court. I feel like that's the safest way to go about it. See, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that because Mm. that is also very vague and some people could interpret that as a very clear work situation. Yeah. Like you just want to talk to me about my comedy. Oh, what if I was like, I'm really interested in your tennis that you play. Well, yeah, like (laughs) I, I, most people can read between the lines or whatever, but wouldn't you, wouldn't you recommend something like, hey, look, I know we work together mm-hmm. and I know this could be seen as a little bit inappropriate, so I just want to address this, but yeah. I do really like you mm-hmm. and if you're interested, I'd love to get a coffee with you. See, that to me mm-hmm. is like it's it's obvious that they're romantically interested in you um, yeah. and you're sort of addressing like I know it could be a bit inappropriate because we work together. Yeah. Uh, it's not sleazy. Um, and, yeah, sure, it's not the most charming yeah. <laughs> message ever, but... I'd feel a bit more comfortable doing something like mm. that rather than, oh, hey, I like this comedy you do on the weekend. Because mm. it, it, that's pretty vague. Like uh, mm. most people could probably read between the lines mm. there, but not everyone can. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. And I think it's better to just be like, to just not name it outright, hey, I have feelings for you, but just recognize like, if this makes you uncomfortable, I'm really sorry. And I, I won't bring it up again, but I just wanted to ask if you'd like to like grab a coffee or something. Yeah, I think a lot of people are pretty afraid of rejection and and, mm. and especially in a workplace environment, mm. I could imagine that would be hell if you've been rejected and you got to work with them all the time. But yeah. sometimes better to just be pretty upfront with it and say, yeah. look, I, lo- I, I like you. Do you want to get a drink sometime? Mm. If they say no, they say no. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. It'll be a bit the, awkward. The, the only issue with that, that which is wouldn't happen in majority of cases i'm sure women are comfortable enough to be like no i'm not interested in that but for some to be put on the spot and have to respond to like especially if he's a superior and say no i'm not interested in you like could be really intense and they might just instinctively say yes because they're used to just that's the only reason why i was like if you want to just let me know kind of thing i understand that. yeah maybe if you combine those two together being like i know like you know i don't want to come across as inappropriate if this makes you uncomfortable i'm really sorry i won't ask again um i'd love to take you out for a coffee one day let me know if that's something that's interested in you if not all good and then leave it at that yeah uh what if you just also address the the workplace concerns there so hey i know i'm your boss yeah and this isn't going to affect your career at all. Yeah. Uh, but separate to work, I think you're really attractive yeah. and I would love to get a drink with you again. I just want to reiterate. Yeah, that's perfect. It won't affect your work. totally yeah. fine to say no and I'll still give you that promotion if you do a good job. Yeah. So I think just as being as honest and upfront yeah. with these sorts of things. I know it's probably hard, especially if you've got feelings for people. Yeah. You oh, I'm so enamored by them. I don't want to feel rejected. Mm. But then what happens is you end up putting these like, subtle kind of remarks Mm. that you think are cheeky but then 
Tell yeah. me if I'm wrong here. The girl can get a bit like, well, what does this guy want? Is he just yeah. always making these remarks? Are you going to fucking ask me yeah, out or what? Yeah, like, that's so true. So even true. on Instagram and things like that, yeah. you're always reacting to stories. Yeah. Oh, what are you up to this weekend? What are you just, just, just be like, hey, look, uh, if you're not seeing anyone, do you want to get a drink sometime? Yeah, that's What's it. What's the word? She would say, I'm seeing someone. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Oh, we'll move. Like, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody oath. I mean, easy said than done. I'll, I'll <laughs> Try to get over it. Move on as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next employee. No, nah, just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, and don't yeah, have multiple lovers in the workplace, please. <laughs> that's the worst. And that's I've experienced that. Like it was funny for me but not for the other girl when we found that. A, a guy had written, um, had written me a – a love letter kind of thing and it was actually a love poem and I was like oh okay this is interesting nice and then he was friends with me and my other friend who's my age and um we we had him over and I didn't know she was interested in him she didn't know I was interested in we just had over thinking the three of us were mates so he came over watching a movie I was sitting down there and she was sitting up next to him he had one foot kind of like rubbing against mine and his other hand touching hers oh, this guy. and she told me afterwards she was like oh i think he really likes me he was like touching my hand during the movie and i was like wait a minute he's touching my foot and he'd written me a love letter and he'd written her the same love letter as well so oh. he was trying both at the same time i thought it was so funny i cried of laughter and i like went in the next day and i was like you idiot i was like but she was like Furious. So she wouldn't trying to, look at him. He's trying to get that threesome, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think he was getting a threesome. I was just oh, trying. Really? I think he was just like. You he's know, got his hand on. Throwing his... shit and seeing what sticks. Oh, hang on. He's with both of you. He's got his leg on you and he's got his but arm. But neither on. one of us knew that until like a day later. So it wasn't like a. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Love him. Anyway, he ended up <laughs> knocking up a chick not long afterwards. Hey. Um, so. The yeah. smooth operator. Yeah, good luck to you. <laughs> Yeah. One at a time, please. <laughs> Unless you've you've made it clear like, hey, this is a non-exclusive thing. and You don't have to do this and your job will stay the same, but would you like a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be tough to navigate that one. You if may actually boss, get a promotion. <laughs> if you are an older boss trying to have a threesome with two younger employees, good luck with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't do that one. Definitely risking a lot there. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're Probably married, happened. don't do it. Mm, risking everything. Yeah, <laughs> can almost in a weird way see the allure of that because you're like, yeah, that's oh, there's so much risk involved. You know how? Yeah, exactly. It's like when you want to have sex outside. outside exactly. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're sort of attracted to things that we know are quite naughty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, any uh. Any concluding remarks on uh, on this? Um, yeah, look. Topic. If it's something that is genuinely affecting you and, and 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 bothering you, and it's ongoing, and it's it is of a sexual nature, absolutely, you should report it and don't do what I do with it. Because I know in every like example I just gave, I was saying I like was letting it fly under the table, and if it was happening now, I absolutely wouldn't. If it was the severity that it was when I was having these experiences, it's just. Call it out. You know, if you lose your job, you lose your job. It's better to just, you know, know your worth and be like, I'm, I don't deserve to be subjected to that. Fuck it. And here's what's happened kind of thing. Unless it's going to, yeah. it's un, literally unsafe and your life is at risk if you wouldn't do that or something. But call it out. Um, and, you know, if, if someone compliments your dress, don't, 
don't take that as don't overt um, sexual harassment. Yeah, don't maybe. automatically assume that yeah. every time you feel uncomfortable, the the other yeah. person's in the wrong. Yeah, yeah, that. exactly. Say the sort of counterpoint, I guess, yeah. which is uh, just uh, take all these situations with a grain of salt and try to understand what the intention behind it is. Um, and maybe before you talk to HR or whoever it is that you need to talk to, mm. to pursue professional action, um, if it's, and I'm talking if it's one of those more subjective ones, mm. uh, talk to a colleague you trust first or a, uh, a, a friend. Yeah, or get advice from a union if you need to. That too, if yeah. That's a thing for you. For your industry. Look, what could yeah. happen is um, the future could be much more sort of sex-segregated workplaces. God, that would be if it, if it really gets to that point. Hopefully not because then it will – who knows what will happen to this – yeah, God, let's not go down that chat because we'll be here <laughs> for hours. Well, aren't there, isn't that already – aren't there some all-female workplaces out there? Um, I think, yeah, there are, but it's – I don't really think it's that intentional unless it's like, a, you know, like a, I work for Bikini Bods and I'm a, it's a women's gym kind of sure. thing. Yeah. Actually, even the women's gym I went to, there was a male employee, but I don't know. I'm not hmm. sure. Hmm. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that one. Stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> Stay safe for sure. Um Thank you for listening, and uh, as always, click follow or subscribe if you if you haven't already subscribed to Eliza's Instagram. Subscribe to me on the socials if you haven't already. Uh, if you live in Sydney, come see my show, neilandfriends.com. Thank you very much, guys. See you next week. <laughs>